Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician, I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Welcome back to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Bree. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to today. Um, it's exciting because it's a little bit of a teaser, but also it's about menstrual disorders. So something a lot of our listeners are going to use or can use this information. Do you want to give us a little background on what today is going to be and what's coming up? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about right now today in this podcast, we're going to talk about PMS just a little bit um, and some great remedies for PMS and menstrual disorders. Uh, We're just going to hit a few of the top remedies and their keynote symptoms. And if you need more, want more, um, look out for the course that Bree and I are going to teach together coming up, or depending on when you've listened to this, it might already be out. So look at my courses tab at melissacrenshaw.com, and um, it'll likely be called Menstrual Disorders. We don't have it, you know, all together yet, but we'll go into great detail about menstrual disorders and the top remedies for those things. So let's just get started with PMS. So PMS can be, it can be very severe, which would be like PMDD. And um, it, there can be physical symptoms like craving, swollen breasts, um, you know, bloating, sometimes um, diarrhea or constipation, you know, different women get different things. And then, or it can be emotional, irritability, anger, um, weepy, you know, crying easily, all the emotional things that come along with, with PMS for some women and having suffered from PMS for many years, um, my heart goes out to those of you who are suffering from PMS and homeopathy can absolutely help. The top remedy for PMS and menstrual disorders is sepia. And so sepia is a huge, um, hormone and liver remedy. And some of the keynote symptoms, of sepia are that they most most women who need sepia have been on birth control pills in the past. Um, even if it was for a short amount of time, a long time ago, then you know that can really mess with your hormones. So you could still probably use sepia if you're having a lot of these symptoms. So they're extremely irritable. 
They're um, really indifferent, especially towards their family. So they might, they're more irritable and more indifferent towards their family than anybody else. So they might go to work and just be happy. And like, you would never know anything was wrong, but at home, they're just really, really irritated with the ones that they love the most. And then when it's over, the CP is like, oh man, I, I really, I'm so sorry, y'all. I, I, I don't want to behave that way. I don't know why I do. And in the moment, they know that it's irrational behavior, but they literally can't stop it. Can't control it, yeah. They want to, they don't want to be that way. So they just, they're so remorseful at the end, but then they only have two or three weeks of, of relief. And then it happens again, right? Because it's like a week and sometimes two before every period. So they feel just too busy, overwhelmed, like nobody cares, nobody loves them. And um, they're doing everything for everybody. And they're, they feel bogged down by motherhood and just in womanhood and um, they don't want to play with their children. Um, everybody, they're touched out. Everybody wants a piece of them. Everybody wants to touch them. And they're like, if one more person touches me, you know, and I've, I've been there. I, f- I've, I yeah. feel that. So, yeah. so libido is low. Um, and sometimes there can be hot flashes more in the menopausal stages would be hot flashes. But um, let's see, sepia keynotes, irritable, tired. Go ahead, Brie. Is sepia something you would use even for a young teenager or maybe in college um, who has extreme PMS symptoms? Good question. I wouldn't start there with the younger girls. I would would start with pulsatilla with the younger girls. And pulsatilla is one that we'll go into great detail in the course about. We're not going to hit that one tonight, I don't think. But um, the younger girls, I would do pulsatilla. The and then so you know, there's no hard and fast rules in homeopathy. But when when you get into your twenties, um, and you have these symptoms, or you've ever been on birth control, so maybe you know the doctor put you on birth control at sixteen because of heavy periods or acne or, you know, whatever they do that for. Then, yeah. yeah. Then you could use sepia if you're having these, these symptoms, but <clears throat> um, so top keynotes for sepia, irritable with family, tired and different. Nothing really gives them pleasure. Like it used to too many demands on them. They feel dragged down in a loss of libido. So it could be a low libido, but it could also be just a total loss. Like, and now is that libido just premenstrually or is that always, could that be an indicator at all, all the time? It could be all the time, Um, especially in menopause, but for PMS, you know, for the, while you're still having periods, I think it could be either, or I think it could be you know, a loss. Okay. So here's the thing before you start your period, it's normal. Is it not normal? Like it's, I don't know. I think it's fairly I, normal. Okay. So when you think about, I would expect libido to be highest during ovulation that's right. mm-hmm. and then maybe little by little, like taper off some, Right. but I don't know that there's a really a standard actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because we have to remember what our libido is for. Right. 
God made it for us to to recreate. And so, you know, women, when you're in menopause and you're trying to increase your libido, I'm not saying it's impossible or that you can't or shouldn't um, change, but it's, it's, it lower, it goes down for a reason. So we'll get into that more in the course. In the course. Okay. So, um, so that's that, those are the main things with sepia. What's our next remedy, Brie? The next remedy we're going to cover tonight is lycopodium. Um, you may be more familiar with lycopodium for indigestion, um, mm-hmm. but it's a really great PMS remedy also. It's also another irritability remedy, um, maybe a little bit more emotional and tearful during PMS, um, accompanied with a lot of anxiety. And one of the keynotes of lycopodium, and I'll go over this again right at the end, is um, a lack of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. So really feeling down, and maybe this is noticeably lower premenstrually. Yeah. Um, and again, more tearful, more irritable during that time. Um, it can look a little bit like pulsatilla. So that wanting reassurance, wanting to maybe be physically touched and tearful, like pulsatilla is a little bit. Um, it often like a podium will have more physical symptoms maybe than some of the other remedies. So you'll notice bloating. And if you're familiar with like a podium, that is a big, it's a big bloating remedy. So this is pretty extreme, um, breast tenderness, maybe sugar cravings. And, um, one of the other keynotes is the afternoon, the tired in the afternoon with like a swing of energy, our surge of energy again after like 8 p.m. Hmm. Um, maybe there will be migraines also. So some of the keynotes of like a podium are that breast tenderness, the low self-confidence, bloating, sugar cravings. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because like a podium is a big liver remedy. So the sugar cravings yes. and the bloating. Yeah. Makes yep. sense. Okay. Um, did I say, sorry to interrupt you with a little side note. I just noticed sepia and like a podium are both big liver remedies. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. both really good for hormones. Yes. I don't know what exactly that means, but I just know it's a link. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Often what I see in my practice is women with, um, liver hormone and gut issues. Like it's almost like a trio that always goes together. Not always, but yeah, there's just, well, I would say it's probably hard to distinguish when it's a liver. Like I know a lot about my body, a lot about a lot of things with my body, but not my liver. Right. You know, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's my liver acting up again. My liver. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. now that I know what to look for, I actually have noticed a lot more liver things than I knew. Yeah. I didn't know what to label it. Anyway, our next remedy is is it lachesis? Did yeah. I say I was going to be lachesis? Okay. Yeah. Very insecure. Lachesis is very insecure and um, jealous. And so this is um this is a a change from the norm. So okay, lachesis can be if they're always like this, just not not just with PMS. Then it's something you would take you could take chronically, you know, um, ongoing. But if it's just PMS. So sometimes these feelings of insecurity, jealousy, um, the, the need to defend themselves and, um, they can really, they can really cut you with their words. If all that is just PMS, then you could, you know, still uproot that 
using Lacasis every month or, you know, ongoing. If this, if these are the feelings that you get every single month, then you might think of Lacasis. So they just, they want to hurt you. They want to, to wound you and they're aggressive and spiteful. And, and then they say, I'm a horrible person. I say terrible things to my children. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they, and just like sepia afterwards, they're like, I'm, I didn't mean it. I don't know why I said those things. I don't want to say those things, you know? Um, so really most women who behave this way, they really don't want to, it's, it's almost impossible to, to contain yourself. It's because of the hormones just being out of balance. Um, so they can do things that are destructive and mean. And the, the main keynote about lachesis, the minute they start bleeding, they completely feel better. They're back to normal. Everything else feels better. So it's that better for discharge. As soon as it comes out, they're like a whole new person. Um, so also Lachesis is very bloated and they're very sensitive to this bloating. So they feel like they have um, a lot of fluid retention and that their skin feels tight and they don't like tight clothing. So they're not going to wear, if the pants feel too tight around the middle, they're not going to wear those pants are going to find, you know, sweatpants or whatever else that's stretchy because they, they cannot take the feeling of the tightness while they're bloated. Which that might be every single person on their period <laughs> ever. You know, maybe that's not. What that's what I would think. But sometimes I see women with, you know, something like, well, some, like I'm one of those. I can't stand really tight stuff pushing in on my belly. So when I see women with like something really tight pushing in, I'm like, oh, that looks so uncomfortable. But okay. you know, you know and that is true. I I usually actually prefer like those really good tight leggings because it feels oh. good for it to oh. be squeezed. But yeah. my sister will be like taking all these clothes off. I put it on she'll like borrow my dad's sweatpants, you know, yeah. Yeah. something that yeah. barely is on me. <laughs> barely. Yeah. That's what I like. Just barely touch me. Um, hot flashes, lachesis can also have. Okay. So those are your main, your main keynotes and symptoms of lachesis. What's our next remedy? Um, our next and our last remedy for tonight is magfoss. Okay. Good one. The greatest little <laughs> remedy for many things, but, um, we love magfoss. Magfoss is really, really great for cramping. Yes. And I've recently heard more women um, having premenstrual cramping. I don't think I realized this was as much of a thing mm-hmm. yeah, that that's women what I, deal with. I only ever had them during my period. Huh. I I've always never had before. cramping before ever. And I've heard it. Yeah, isn't that funny? I did. So I really was, I guess, just totally naive to that. Um, and so magfoss could be good for premenstrual cramps, but you're also your period cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, these are also good for neuralgic pain, pain relief in general, especially when they just are radiating and strong, um, better for heat. So, I mean, that's often you put a heating pad or something or a hot bath, you could mm-hmm. um, take magfoss. And Magfoss also can work really well in hot water. Yes. Which is not common. So just think better for heat. Um, 
yeah. better bending over. So you might want to lay down and curl up with the heating pad. Um, it's worse for cool or cold air. So sometimes worse at night, worse for stretching out. You just want to like crumple up and uh-huh. squeeze together. And mm-hmm. um, maybe you'll want to moan or like complain or whine if you're crampy, oh. which I don't blame people for that. So I'm laughing sometimes to do that, not with period cramps, but when I was sick, I would moan and it would drive my mom crazy. She was like, <laughs> could you please? It made me feel better to moan. Isn't it funny? Okay. I remember feeling that way. And I wish I would have known this postpartum, um, the postpartum cramps. Oh my word. Moaning uh-huh. made me feel better. Like I would lay there and really have to be like, you know, I'm not going to do that on here. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. Unless just made that noise. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. I didn't do that. Um, but it was pretty terrible. Um, so that's Mac Voss. You can okay. take that just to clarify. We say this in our classes. You can take that in a 6X um, mm-hmm. because it's a cell salt. You'll commonly see it that way. But I know, Melissa, you used it in a 200C and it works really well for you. Like so 200. feel free to try different potencies with that one. Yeah. Um, I feel stuck. All the remedies. Yeah. So what I want to do is, um, you know, just encourage you to join us in the menstrual disorders class. And again, depending on when you're listening to this, it might be coming out. It might already be out, but I'm going to go quickly through. We're going to go into a lot more detail on sepia. And we're going to go into Nux vomica, not a common um, you know, menstrual disorder remedy that, that I, you would normally think of. We're going to go into a lot more detail on lycopodium and lachesis. And I'm just going down my list here. We're going to do lac caninum in that course. We are going to do um, the anter- anterior pituitary gland as a remedy. We're going to do that one. And um, <clears throat> chamomilla which makes sense, right? For that, that yeah. uh, being upset. Um, we're going to talk about dysmenorrhea, which is painful periods. We're going to talk about the remedy viburnum, viburnum. And um, let's see, what else have we got on here? Magfoss, we just did. We might go and we might do, we'll do Magfoss again, just to include it in the course. It's a short little remedy, but we'll go into detail on colophyllum. All right, we're also going to do a, a very um a little remedy called xanthoxylum, um, dioscoria, helonius, which I often think of for um, blood sugars, but it's a big, it's like a pretty big menstrual disorders remedy. We're going to talk about menorrhagia, which is very heavy periods and the remedies for that. Um, <clears throat> so we'll go into great detail about remedies for that, and which is one, two, three, four remedies and probably more. So usually when I'm creating a course, I go into, I do more than what I planned. So just come and learn all about these remedies, how you can use them. You'll learn some protocols. You'll learn, you know, how to use them just, you know, outside of a protocol. And I hope you'll join us in that class. Have a great night.